Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in our number two of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, going through the week three card in the National Football League. And Mike, we've made our way to one of two NFC East division matchups. Of course, we will have the Monday Nighter in New York with the Giants hosting the Cowboys. And here in the nation's capital, it is the Eagles at the Commanders. And and they will play on Sunday, of course. Washington is 1-1. One and one. The Eagles are off to a 2-0 and start. And I think Washington's offense has looked pretty good for two straight weeks. But a lot of last week's effort in Detroit was certainly garbage time. Now, Philly looked absolutely tremendous on Monday night. Uh, it just looked easy for them mm-hmm. on offense. So I think it's pretty clear why this spread is where it's at. Uh, it creeped up in Philly's favor throughout the week as well. Uh, right now, Eagles laying six and a half on the road at Washington. 47 and a half is your total. Where are you headed with this one? Well, it's an interesting game uh, to cap here uh, because the Eagles have lived up to expectations, right? Uh, you know, you think about going into the year and what certainly the Eagles uh, and the expectations that they had, and Jalen Hurts has looked everything to part, and I think it's a good mesh of what they have between the coaches, the younger coaches, uh, uh, and the players, right? You got a group of younger players, but you have some great veterans too. It's a, it's a mix on that roster, Brady, 
that looks good in terms of a deep run in the playoffs. It really looks the part that way. Right. You know, it's um, the Eagles and the Bills, right? I mean, they well, both look really good. And the Eagles are playing up to expectations, too, which yeah. is not surprising. Uh, but uh, it's a great job of coaching. They're, they're allowing and they understand the roster, too, as they've reinvented themselves, like, defensively what they did against the Vikings. That wasn't Gannon before, and, you know, he was more cautious as a defensive coordinator first time last year. But now you understand the talent you have, and, and so you'll take more chances uh, and, and then go out there and make plays. And I, I think we've seen that on both sides of the ball uh, with the Eagles. Now, Washington's interesting because there's a lack of accountability. Uh, I think Ron Rivera has allowed Del Rio to get a pass here without holding him accountable as a defensive coordinator. They're allowing almost 30 points a game, 29 points a game mm -hmm. right now yep. through the first two weeks. And that's Jacksonville and Detroit. Yeah. I mean, how many first-rounders do they have on that, on that defensive front? And yeah. they, they fired the defensive line coach prior to the year, and players know this. We know that the fact that, wait a minute, you're not pointing a finger at the, the right guy, and it's, it's Del Rio. Uh, because the Washington football team did that last year, too, allowing a lot of points. But offensively, there's a lot to like. Carson Wentz leads the league and big play passes over 25 yeah, yards. that's something, isn't it? <laughs> that is incredible. That's Carson Wentz. Uh, so there's big play potential. The ability to score points is there too, but there's no accountability, and I think that could cost the commanders here in this matchup. Yeah, this uh, are some numbers here that back up some of the points you make. The Eagles are second only to the Buffalo Bills in converting third downs on offense this season at nearly 57%. Crazy number, and that's second best. Yeah. <laughs> the Commanders' defense is allowing a league-worst 8.5 yards per play on first down so mm. far this season, and the, this combination does not bode well for Washington. They have allowed an NFL high of explosive rushing plays through the first two weeks, while the Eagles are third in the NFL in expected points added via the run. So a very good run game against a poor run defense. Um, I don't want to lay a touchdown, nearly a touchdown here yeah. on the road. Uh, I couldn't get there with the commanders uh, either, but I would probably have to play the home dog if I was going to do something. Uh, the whole country saw how good Philadelphia mm -hmm. was on Monday night, and now you have a division home dog uh, that's kind of laying there in the weeds that hasn't looked all that impressive I would take the points with the commanders. Where are you, Brady, from a teaser standpoint with the Eagles? Because, like, if you can find three legs, um, then that's a plus 180, plus 160, depending on where you shop. Right? The only and, thing I don't like about it is you're not going through the seven. Uh, okay. Because you're, you're starting at six and a half. Okay, so you're going down to a we half take it a down point. to a pickup. Yeah, yeah, or pick basically a pickup, yeah. uh, half a point. Before a third leg on, on a teaser play, though, I mean, could that is that attractive at all? Or what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I understand the Eagles should win the game. Mm -hmm. um, I I, I kind of prefer, if I was going to tease, let's say I was going to tease the Eagles and they were six-and-a-half-point favorites, mm -hmm. I would want them to be the home team. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't really want to do it with a road right. favorite. yeah. That makes um, sense. I'm not sure if, it, if this tells us much, uh, but it is interesting to note here uh, you know, some of these trends that we throw out on the program, I like them to be meaningful where we can read between the lines and it, and it says something mm -hmm. to us. I'm not sure this one does, but it is kind of interesting. Uh, the Commanders are 3-8 and eight against the spread in their last 11 division home games. So it's not been a good situation for them uh, as an underdog uh, here at home in the division. And the Eagles 8-3 and three against the spread as division favorites when coming off of a Monday night game. 
I yeah. don't really know what that means. But, uh, <laughs> you know, interesting. The Eagles have success in this situation, and the Commanders have not. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think the, the Commanders and their problems are, are in-house. It's Del Rio. I mean, you're allowing 400 yards per game as a defense. I mean, all the stats that we can go through, and we just talked about a pro tip, don't read into them, but the eye test kind of backs it up too. I mean, it's, it's a carryover from last year, and there's no accountability, zero. Uh, and that's one thing that is needed in any franchise, any organization, professional sports, respect and trust. And, and if I can't respect you or, or trust you uh, to help us out out there as a player, then, I mean, I, I don't know what good that is doing uh, from a head coach standpoint when, when Ron Revere is allowing this. So I would take the points, the six and a half with the commanders, if I was forced to. I, I, I am not making mm -hmm. a play on this game. Mm -hmm. You would tease the Eagles down? On a, like, if I'm looking for a three-leg uh, parlay teaser right there, yeah, absolutely, I would do that. All right, let's yep. move on to the Windy City, the Texans at the Bears. Lovey Smith returning home, mm -hmm. and uh, conversely, there's actually quite a few coaches here on the Bears sidelines that are familiar with the Texans. You've got Matt Eberflus, of course. He was the defensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts in that division, played the Texans twice a year. You've got the uh, offensive coordinator, the special teams coordinator, the safeties coach. They've all had recent experience uh, playing and beating the Houston Texans in both 2021 and 2020. So there will be certainly some familiarity with both sides here. Uh, both of these teams absolutely at the bottom of the barrel offensively for the first two weeks, Mike. Justin Fields has only completed 15 passes this entire season. Uh, less than 25% of Davis Mills passes have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That's worse than the league. The Bears and the Texans, they rank 30th and 31st in the league respectively in yardage gained on offense versus yardage allowed on defense yard of yardage differential not good they rank second to last and dead last in first down differential and they're basically it's number one versus number two as far as being the worst offenses in the league so far it must see tv for sure right uh you've got the bears here laying two and a half points at home with a total of 39 yeah the total has gone up it opened at 38 and a half right <laughs> they're I mean, expecting a, a war it's funny too uh, if you read Chris Andrews' article at VEASAN.com, he mm -hmm. goes through kind of where the movement's been. This is like the highest bet action game he has on the board. The Texans and the Bears. Right. Surprising, uh, right? That is surprising. Um, I, you know, key trend here, obviously, I mean, the total has gone under and for Chicago's last five games against Houston. Like, both of these teams. I mean, Chicago's completely different. Rebuilding. Houston... They are always rebuilding. <laughs> I mean, that's the constant right there. I mean, Davis Mills, though, I mean, I, I think he's up against it in this one, Brady, because he's got to prove that he's a guy. Um, and I think people have given him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, against familiar opponents, he plays lights out, plays very, very well. Mm -hmm. Against unfamiliar opponents, he doesn't play very well. Uh, and so I think he needs to correct that, obviously. But he's, he's got a chance to do that. Uh, here on the road, I think the Texans will try to run the ball uh, a little bit more, be physical that way. And Lovey, the simplicity of that defense is allowing them to play fast. Uh, and he's got some playmakers up front that's getting the job done at times, too. And then what you said about Justin Fields and completing passes, I mean, that's a problem. We just saw Chicago against Green Bay and what they want to do and what they can do. They want to run the football, and that's all they can do is run the right, football. Right. But they can't adjust to anything else. And so I, I think Lovey has 
some other options, at least with that roster so far. He's proven that to me. Uh, you're, you're catching points here on the road uh, from the Houston Texans. Well, I tell you what, this is another game that, and in Chris's article too, you'll read that if you like the Texans here, you, you want to take the three. Mm-hmm. If you like the Bears here, you're laying the two and a half. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, you look at contests around town. It, it seems like so often uh, this week we've got, you know, a, a home dog or a home favorite in this case, you're, and you're not getting the full three points. It's at two and a half. Um, so, once again, I played the teaser here, and I teased the Texans up mm-hmm. to plus eight and a half. But um, I wouldn't necessarily mind laying the two and a half with Chicago either. I just don't think Chicago can beat anybody by nine points. Yeah, you know, Justin Fields, he's a type of player that can make a player two right now. That's, I think, his limitations, and we've seen that, you know. But how, as you adjust throughout the game and teams kind of take things away from you, what, what other options do you have? Do they have a matchup? Advantage anywhere? I don't think they do. Looking at the roster, looking at the tape, and and watching them perform so far. Justin Fields can run the football, though we know that. He can make a big play here or there. But from a consistency standpoint, I mean, I think it lies uh, on the side of Davis Mills, though. Um, mm-hmm. And But he's got to play well against an unfamiliar opponent outside the division and that kind of thing. And uh, on the road here, I think there's a great chance. There's back-to-back road situations for Houston, but I think it's a great chance for this young man to kind of step up and uh, and take that position there. I think he's got a good chance, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if the Chicago defense is going to stand up as well as the uh, Denver defense did last week and gave Mills certainly some problems. Houston, by the way, 4-1 uh, and one against the spread in this series with the, beer, uh, with the Bears, and they and the Bears are on an 0 and 6 against the spread run in games following matchups with the Packers. Mm. And I think that makes a little bit of sense because that kind of they put so much energy into that Packer rivalry, maybe they aren't always up to the task in the follow-up week. We will see. Back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't just one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline is a little different, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take the first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Welcome back in to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. And, Mike, we've made our way into the afternoon portion of the Week 3 card. And we uh, go to Southern California, Los Angeles, for the Jaguars and the Chargers. And, of course, the landscape of this game was changed heavily uh, earlier in this week with Justin Herbert. Uh, not sure if he's going to play in this game. We saw Chase Daniel taking the uh, first team reps with the Los Angeles Chargers offense. Uh, I believe that was on Thursday, uh, uh, Friday, actually, uh, earlier this week. J.C. Jackson is listed as doubtful. Their center, Corey Lindsay, is also doubtful. Uh, Keaton Allen listed as questionable for the Chargers. So not only Justin Herbert, but a lot of injuries for the Los Angeles Chargers heading into this game where they will host Jacksonville, who comes off of a victory, the shutout win over the Indianapolis Colts. It was seven in favor of Los Angeles mm-hmm. at the open. Now we are down to three. couple three-and-a-halves uh, still out there in the market. Those may be gone here before too long. Looks like, looks like they are gone. It's three with some juice uh, in favor of the Chargers. To- uh, your total is at 42 and a half. This one for me, Mike, has kind of gotten so fouled up with everything that's going on. I'm staying far away. Yeah, I'm staying away, too. I mean, I was intrigued by the movement of the line uh, yesterday, right? And, um, you know, with Justin Herbert and everything like that in terms of is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He didn't practice Friday and all this stuff. And uh, I'm thinking, well, he can still take a block. (laughs) <laughs> like, we, like, you know, you're not going to take a block during a week of practice. You're going to do it on a game day. And uh, Justin Herbert told reporters that it's a game time decision. And so to me, that's like, I want to see what I feel like, or uh, I want to know who's going to give me a minister of this block because the other guy who did it punctured the lung of a quarterback. Yeah, right. And I think that's real. I think that is real. Um, and he's facing a lawsuit from Tyrod Taylor, too. So uh, we'll see if Justin Herbert, I mean, he had an unbelievable performance even through all that pain. Now with the block and pulling back the curtain, Warren Moon took it. Like all, all the quarterbacks I played with, whether or not people knew they had a rib injury or not, they took a block. And a lot of times you don't like to give out that information uh, if, if you don't have to because that's a target for defensive linemen, certainly. So uh, we'll see what the comfort level is going to be for uh, Justin Herbert. I think some people under opinion, too, he's not going to be full at full strength and therefore he's going to be compromised. 
the Chargers want to run the football anyway. They want to get back to that. They got to involve Austin Eckler. Uh, they're going to do play action. Uh, uh, if you think about the quarterback situation, and here's why Justin Herbert might not play is because they do have, and I'm going to be careful with this name, Easton Stick. Yes. yes. <laughs> so they do have three quarterbacks on their roster. So they could not dress Justin Herbert. And there you go. So Chase Daniel, a longtime backup quarterback, can he execute well enough against Jacksonville? I'm going to give Jacksonville a lot of credit for what they're doing defensively. Uh, I'll start there, first of all. Uh, and their defense has been improving, improving. I think Peterson has also presented a professional lifestyle to these players, too. Because yeah, I'm looking I at like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm looking I, at Trevor Lawrence as a rookie this year. Uh, and he's been performing uh, every bit uh, the generational talent that a lot of people anticipated he would perform like uh, in the National Football League. Well, I'll tell you what, the, despite the Chargers appearing like, you know, such an explosive offense, uh, it really hasn't been the case. Uh, they're dead last in explosive rushing plays. They're 28th in the league mm -hmm. in rushing offense, and they have not had great success on first down either. On the other hand, like you mentioned, Jacksonville has been very good so far in defending the run. They're ranking third in the league through just two weeks, and they are dead last, or excuse me, first rather, in, in turnover differential. They are at plus five this season after being dead last last year. Yeah, yeah, it's really incredible. I, I think when you take on an opponent, now it's a familiar opponent and within your division and you play that well at stopping a run, that's going to ener energize you too. Now they got to take that on the road. But uh, here's one thing that I stayed away from with the Chargers, in fact, of Chase Daniel. In his 13-year career, he's only started five games. Wow. And he's two and three uh. <laughs> as a starter. So, I mean, he's, a, he's a, an experienced backup, but he's not Fitzpatrick. He's nothing like that, right? He's, he's a guy that's lasted 13 years in the league because he hasn't had to get on the field. <laughs> so. I, I think uh, I think the Chargers, if they were healthy, mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're banged up on the offensive right. line, they're banged up at wide receiver, they're banged up in the secondary. I think if the Chargers were completely healthy, they have a good enough team where they could still win this game and and, and cover maybe even seven points where it was originally. Um, but uh, it's taken me out of play here yeah. uh, with all the question marks, the injuries, what have you. By the way, in this series, the Chargers are a perfect nine and zero against the spread against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, a good one, the Battle of the Bays, the Packers at the Buccaneers, and the Tampa Bay offense is struggling while their defense is really thriving. The Buccaneers, they have uh, turned less than 18% of their first and second down plays into a first down or a touchdown. That is the lowest rate in the NFL have doubled the production on first and second down, which is the highest mark in the league. Tampa Bay, they've been very run heavy on first down. We talked about that, Mike, and, you know, figuring that was going to be the Todd Bowles philosophy. Uh, Tom Brady has the lowest amount of pass attempts on first down in the NFL through the first two weeks. Less than 17% of Tampa Bay's rushing attempts have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. The Packers nearly triple that production and own the highest mark in the league. The Buccaneers, this one is amazing. They have reached the red zone on just four of 24 offensive possessions. That is Indianapolis Colts territory, Michael. Yes, it is. With they're Tom laying, Brady. They're laying a point here with a total of 42. Mm. Which way are you headed here? Well, I, I, I went back and forth on this one. I mean... Tampa Bay is different, you know, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, the offensive line, the injuries on, on that side of the ball right there up front. But last year, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
uh, Leftwich calling plays and B.A. as, as a head coach, they skewed their passing attempts. Um, they were 70, approaching 70% pass-run ratio mm-hmm. uh, from a play selection. So far this year, they're 50%. That's a dramatic drop-off or change uh, from one year to the next. And, you know, you got to get used to that. Cole Beasley got elevated, which I anticipated that happening. Brady wants a slot receiver. He did not have a slot receiver. They tried Scotty Miller in there. He can't get the job done. Godwin is hurt, obviously. So he doesn't have a slot receiver. He doesn't have a, a, a blanket out there. And so Cole Be- Be- Beasley, who apparently – is up to speed with the offense is going to get activated, I believe, here. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, but it's another change. And then on the other side, too, you got change all over the place for Green Bay. Now they're going the other way with their pass-run ratio. Last year, 58%. So far through this year, Brady, 56%. And I think it's trending lower. I think they want to get to that 50-50 area as well until the pups start to catch up to the standard. Uh, Sammy Watkins is hurt now, and uh, I think for Aaron Rodgers and what Bowles is going to do to him with looks and and changes of coverages, disguises, and all that, they're going to have to run the football. And and I wonder how physical Green Bay can be knowing that they have to run the football and knowing that Tampa Bay knows that they have to run the football. Well, you talk about some of the injuries to Tampa Bay. Akeem Hicks mm-hmm. is out uh, on that defensive line, a good run stopper, yep. and uh, that'll certainly help get that Green Bay running game going. Uh, Donovan Smith, the offensive line, offensive tackle, is doubtful. Uh, you mentioned Scotty Miller. Now, he was a full participant in practice. Julio Jones is questionable. Godwin is out. Russell Gage is questionable. Yeah. Uh, the injuries are really piling up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Julio's always questionable. Yeah, he <laughs> is. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, everybody was all thrilled when he went to yeah. Tennessee last year. I said, why? What a, you know, um, I did mention how the defense mm-hmm. has been awesome for mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lead the league with five sacks per game. They've given up a total of just 13 points in two weeks. Um, I, you know, this is uh, a game where I think you've got two very good defenses, uh, two, I think, pretty good running games. I think Leonard Fournette, now he is a little bit banged up, but I don't think that's a real problem there. We saw the Green Bay Packers, what they did in their win in week two over the Chicago Bears, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon running all over the place. Um, and, and you've got, you mentioned Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. being out. Uh, Christian Watkins uh, is questionable for this game. So is Aaron Rodgers going to have enough offensively to attack this Tampa Bay defense? I think he can uh, with scat protection. So scat protection is allowing five guys to get out on a route. Uh, so you're inviting uh, Tampa Bay to blitz you to have all these disguises, to have all these looks, to run the linebackers through the line of scrimmage, and then you release a back. And we know the caliber of backs that they have on Green Bay. If you can fool uh, full the defense and create those looks and get to scat protection where you can actually release five, you have advantages that way. So uh, look for the tight ends and, and the running backs to be heavily involved in this football game. I feel like if the Tampa Bay offense can't get going enough, uh, it's going to put more and more pressure mm-hmm. on their defense, right. and, and maybe eventually Rodgers will figure them out. Did tease the Packers up in this game, I think to plus seven, maybe seven and a half. Okay. I think actually seven and a half. Got mm-hmm. to the other side of seven, uh, which is nice. But yeah. uh, we'll get back to this uh, conversation in just a moment. We'll hit the break here and come back with more of the Pro Football Blitz here at VSIN. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for Week One with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to twenty-five dollars. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Brady continue the conversation just momentarily here on the Packers and the Bucks. Uh, as far as where we're headed in this game, I do have some action on the Packers. I teased them up to seven and a half. Uh, I was able to get that when the line was one and a half mm-hmm. in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I liked getting on the other side of seven there. Uh, where it is now, uh, just as far as not playing a teaser or anything, I lean a little bit Packers, but mm-hmm. uh, I only got involved on a teaser level. Yeah, I would lean Packers, and certainly from a teaser standpoint, it's that one across the board except one book. <laughs> there is a one and a half out there. Okay, uh, so well, it makes it, a big difference. It does. I mean, I, I think that's a pro tip situation right there, too, in terms of uh, shopping around and, and finding that one uh, opportunity to get on the other side of seven as opposed to just teasing up to seven. Exactly. Right, and, and exactly. so you you get to the the, the seven and a half situation right there. So, uh, I, I like Green Bay. Uh, I think they have more options, even though they're young, uh, because of what they can do with the tight ends and backs. And really, that's how you combat uh, a defense that wants to disguise so much. Uh, and then on the other side, though, Tampa Bay. I mean, they had to sign guys off the street, Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. just to function out there. So. It tells you the state of affairs for Tampa Bay and that offense. They've skewed uh, what they're most comfortable with in, in a different way. Now they're going to have to rely on their defense, but you're talking about a Hall of Famer on the other side that probably knows how to exploit that defense a little bit. All right, very good. Pro tips, of course, we do one every hour here on all shows at VSIN. Mike uh, noting there, shop for the one and a half so you can get the six-point teaser to the other side of seven. VSIN Pro subscribers can find all of that information at vsin.com slash pro tips. The Seattle Seahawks, Mike, have not scored an offensive touchdown in six straight quarters of football. They are dead last in the league in rushing offense and have 180 yards less rushing than their opponents through the first two games. Atlanta, the Falcons are 0-2 straight up, but also 2-0 against the spread, having played tough against both the Saints and the Rams. And now they get a little bit of an easier opponent in the Seahawks. Now, the betting market reacted early. The Seahawks opened as two-point favorites, and they took the road underdog Falcons. The game got as low as Pickham, and then some buyback took place on the host a matchup between two of your former teams, the Pritchard Bowl here in the right. Pacific Northwest. Where are you going? Oh, man, this is a tough one because I've been called all week long. Hey, who who, who you got this week, right? And uh, the alumni for the Falcons and alumni for Seattle. What are you doing this week, Pritchard? I mean, <laughs> it's been crazy. But, um, no, I, I love the fact, and we discussed this too, Pro Football Blitz last week, would Atlanta stay on the West Coast? Yeah. Uh, and they did uh, mm-hmm. after that game. and. Uh, everything you heard and, and that you've read and, and what's been talked about is that they've been bonding as a team. And uh, that can't hurt, right? And I think if you're away from your family for this long, you got to make it worth your while. And, and I think that's the attitude for the Falcons. I like the Falcons here uh, on the road because Pete Carroll's fooling people up there in Seattle about his football team. <laughs> 
They are not what they used to be at all, even on defense. Jamal Adams going down, that's a big deal right there. They'll play hard. They'll compete. They're going to be very, very vanilla, though. And then Arthur Smith, uh, he has a chance to be surprising this because of what they have on the offense from a creativity standpoint. Marcus Mariota, I think when you think about the Eagles and what Jalen Hurts is doing, you have six eligibles, too, if you're Arthur Smith. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Falcons, and you have an unbelievable tight end. You have trees uh, out there in the red zone to throw the ball to, and I think that's a mismatch at times against Seattle. Uh, You know, Seattle, they want to run the football. They want to be simplistic themselves. And, you know, executing for Geno Smith now that the tape is out, now that his bad habits are out there too, I don't know how he changes. He doesn't change. And I I think that's going to be beneficial for Atlanta in this game. I, I like the Falcons in this matchup. Marcus Mariota, 6-5 and five straight up and 8-3 and three against the spread when he is off of a loss in which he had two or more turnovers. So he tends to right the ship as well off a poor performance. The Falcons rushing the football for over 145 yards per game so far on average. Seattle, meanwhile, giving up uh, over 145 yards rushing per game so far through two games. I, I think Atlanta's the better team, Mike. Yeah. I think it's kind of that simple. Yeah, I, I do too. And you look at the roster, Casey Hayward in, in the backfield of, of Atlanta, they have some experience. And I, I know I heard some things in offseason about how excited they were going to be about their secondary, and uh, it's coming true. And so I think there's some confidence out there for Atlanta as well. I did uh, do another teaser here. Okay. It's teaser week, certainly, with all these <laughs> twos is. and one-and-a-halves and two-and-a-halves and, two and, and whatnot. Uh, I was able to get two on Atlanta and tease it up to eight. Nice, nice job. Nice job Did right you there. play the game at all? No, no, I like them now, though. I like Atlanta now, though. Yeah, well, they're still getting a point. Yeah. So, again, it goes to our Green Bay discussion. Mm-hmm. If you can find a point and a half before right. kickoff, you can get that teaser leg over the key number of seven. All right, the Rams at the Cardinals. Interesting finishes last week for both of these clubs. Rams get a scare from the Falcons, narrowly blowing a 28-3 third-quarter lead. And Arizona comes back miraculously at Allegiant Stadium here down the street to beat the Raiders 29-23 in Week 2. Both clubs are one and run, uh, one and one, and it's really been a one-way street in this rivalry uh, ever since Sean McVay arrived in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. With McVay, the Rams are ten and one straight up, nine one and one against the spread against the Cardinals, including six and one straight up, five one and one against the spread versus Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. So, what are you doing with this one, Pritch? Rams a road favorite, laying three and a half at Arizona, forty. Eight and a half for your total. Yeah, we're going to find out about the Rams because now they go on the road and they go on the road with issues. They're they're not the same offensive line that they were last year uh, that won a Super Bowl. And you know it's the snowflake thing. Like you're completely different than you were last year. And can you make it work this year? And so uh, the Rams offense, uh, it, they're going through some transition here a little bit with a different offensive line and, and certainly with the type of plays McVay wants to call uh, as well. Now control of the game. Uh, against Atlanta, it takes all three phases. We know about that, too. So uh, if the Rams are going on a road in division against the Cardinals, the Cardinals, no home field advantage. But I will say this. If you're Kyler Murray and you did not highlight this game and then circle it and maybe even paint, uh, <laughs> that's the fact that you've highlighted this game. There's something wrong with you. Uh, and building off of what he did last week against uh, the Raiders in a comeback fashion, He's got momentum on his side. I I mean, his performance last year in the playoffs against this football team, 
should have him frothing and ready to play in this game. But do they have the playmakers? Do they have uh, Edmonds? You know, is he going to be healthy enough? Do they have the players uh, to get the job done at home against the Rams? I mean, I think the Rams are still making enough mistakes to keep this one interesting. But I don't know if, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins and people like that are out there, that's different, right? Their line's different probably. But uh, without that, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough situation to kind of back the home team here, even though they're a home dog. Yep, the uh, Rams, by the way, 31st in the league through two weeks in rushing offense. The Mm -hmm. Cardinals, 31st in the league through two weeks in passing defense. That's what worries me about this Cardinals team. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and all those weapons he has on offense attacking this defense. Now, Matthew Stafford, he leads the league with five interceptions Mm -hmm. in just two games. Uh, The Rams would be my lean here, but uh, I don't really like laying three and the hook. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not real big on this Rams team. I, I am down on I, I do not think they're even close to the version we saw last year. I think they have a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. And you know, Lou Finicaro, our friend, bet them under their season win total. He even bet them under an alternate mm-hmm. season win total, I believe, of nine and a half. And uh, you know, it looks like a good play to me. I kind of agreed with him that I wasn't real high on this team, and I think we're seeing that. Um, however, in this matchup, I do lean L.A., uh, but the the hook there is keeping me off it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. The hook definitely, but could be a vulnerable spot, too, for the Rams as they go on the road for their first time in the vision, too. So Might be good for them. Maybe, familiar maybe that, opponent, that kind of thing? Or? Well, yeah, certainly they've owned okay. the Cardinals. But I think sometimes if you're having a little bit of a struggle, mm-hmm. it's kind of good, good to get away from home yeah. where I think you're pressured. Your fans have expectations. Did yeah. you experience that um, ever? It depends on the expectations of the team, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think uh, never been in a situation in which getting away from home <laughs> was something we were running away from our fans. I never, never experienced that because we always had the benefit of uh, wanting to play in front of our fans wherever I was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Rams, it, it's plenty of time still. But working through issues first time on the road against a team that just came off a, a thrilling victory, come from behind victory, uh, I, I was just thinking that it could be a vulnerable spot there. That's why I stayed away from the hook, too, though. Yeah, both, like I said uh, when I introduced this game, both teams coming off of pretty crazy mm-hmm. finishes. Right. Uh, ought to be an interesting one out there in the NFC West. When we come back, it's Sunday night football and Monday night football as we wrap up the Pro Football Blitz. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> 
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline this is the pro football blitz on visa the sports betting network The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have. Key insights with data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Hockey season. Too far away. Uh, welcome back. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz. And Sunday night and Monday night left on the card here for us to take a look at, Michael. And uh, this one both near and dear to our hearts. You're a former uh, Colorado Buffalo and Denver Bronco. And, of course, I grew up a 49er fan. Uh, the 49ers are in the Mile High City to take on the Broncos. Jimmy Garoppolo back, and so is his favorite target, George Kittle, uh, expected to make his season debut for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, on, again, what will be Sunday night football. This is the Broncos' second primetime game in the first three weeks of the season, and they will play two more primetime games in the next three weeks. So a lot of primetime for Russell Wilson and company. Denver actually began here as the favorite when this game was posted this week. However, it went to pick them. San Francisco took some early money, and the market has kind of leveled out now with the Niners laying a point and a half and 44 for your total, Mike. Yeah, this game got interesting for me, uh, Brady. I was very confident laying it with the 49ers, minus one and a half, and still very confident. Uh, I think it's the better team right now. Uh, and the Broncos were overrated coming into the year. Uh, but the Broncos are trying to correct themselves. And Mike Kliss, uh, insider that people need to follow, had the information. As he noted, he saw somebody kind of familiar at practice uh, or lurking around practice. And the Broncos had hired Jerry Rossberg as a game management resource. Oh, wow. So he has been observing wow. practice all week uh, with the Broncos. Obviously, Hackett needs help. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> and so they bring in a guy uh, who has been observing practices all week and, like, trying to fix what's the problems out there in Denver. Hackett's got a problem with delegation, delegating, uh, allowing people authority, quarterbacks, coach, offense coordinators, all that, because he wants to do everything himself. Uh, but you can't do everything yourself as a head coach. I mean, certainly as a coordinator, that's your offense. But as a head coach, uh, you got to let your coaches coach and certainly help you out on game day. So they have a resource. I don't know if that gets corrected all in one week because they're going up against the best play caller in the game. 
and Kyle Shanahan on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Broncos are worried about their defense, although they do have key injuries and Kittle coming back uh, can compromise that a little bit. I'm confident with my one and a half here with the 49ers. Uh, I think offensively, uh, Jimmy G, the playbook that they have right there uh, is going to be interesting uh, for Denver to handle defensively. And then offensively, uh, everybody says Russell Wilson is a 49ers killer. And lock it. Mm-hmm. but not with an injured Jerry Judy, an injured K.J. Hammer, Hamler, uh, and then a 50-50 pass receiver and Cortland Sutton uh, type of players around him. So we all know Broncos are uh, struggling. Uh, I think the home field advantage could be there at times. Uh, I don't know if it's going to phase Kyle Shanahan, certainly, who grew up there, uh, and phase the 49ers. I, I look for the 49ers to win this game. San Francisco and Denver have the second and third biggest yardage differentials versus their opponents uh, through the first two weeks of the season. But the Broncos failing to turn that into any points. They are 0-6 in red zone Mm. possessions, Mm -hmm. 0 for 6. However, on defense, Denver uh, yet to allow a red zone touchdown. Now, you have to temper the fact that they have faced the Seattle Seahawks. They will face San Francisco. They've played the Seahawks and Chicago, both Denver and San Francisco on defense, allowing just 13 points per game. Um, While I think the Niners were in full support of Trey Lance, Mm -hmm. I believe deep down that they are thrilled to see Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. And I think uh, you certainly know this side of things, the locker room. I think the mood in that locker room is inspired. And it may not happen in the next game or, or, or week five or six or whatever, but I think in this spot here, under the Sunday night lights, this team could come out guns a-blazing. Yeah, I agree with you, Brady. Um, just looking at Jimmy G and his career with the 49ers and – it could have been two Super Bowl appearances, right? Mm-hmm. And but he's thirty-one and fourteen. Yeah, in the regular season as a starting quarterback for this football team. So of course you want him back on the field with you as a player, and uh, that could um, energize the bunch here on the road. So a tough environment. I think the Broncos are going to wear all blue and all this stuff, but uh, the, the fans will be revved up. But I think the 49ers will be ready for that. Big coaching mismatch, in my yeah. opinion, yeah. as well. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, you would expect. You know, we're going to see a bounce back, if you will, Mm -hmm. out of him one of these days. But uh, I just don't know if it's going to be in this game. Uh, Let's move on to the Monday nighter, the Cowboys at the Giants. And it's interesting to note, uh, last time we saw Cooper Rush fill in for Dak Prescott, it was in Minnesota. And the line adjustment was six points. And then the win for Cooper Rush over the Cincinnati Bengals last week, the line adjustment was basically 10 points, nine and a half or 10 points. So what is the adjustment this week? What would the line be if Dak Prescott was in the game and not Cooper Rush? The Giants are favored by one point here with a total of 39. Where are you going for the Monday nighter? Well, first of all, you got to understand the coach uh, situation. Uh, I think the Giants are overachieving with Dable. Mm-hmm. Dable, you know, you think about his path, you know, you're in New England and uh, you understand uh, discipline, passionate overachievers can win these championships. Yes. Uh, and so you think about Buffalo, that stop off right there, obviously. But Dable is tasked with this situation with the Giants where he's got talent on the roster, but they've been underachieving. No direction, dysfunction. That's corrected itself. Now he's kind of won that over with these players. And now you've got a bunch of passionate 
overachievers. Mm-hmm. We'll see how disciplined they'll be. We know the Cowboys are not disciplined. Yeah. All right. Uh, so mistakes could happen in this game. I like the Giants. I do. I do too. I like the Giants. And it's not because of the backup quarterback. The only thing that gives me pause on it, and that why I didn't bet it, I mean, you can take the points with the Cowboys if you want, but um, it, it's just Micah Parsons. I mean, Oh, he man. can wreck an offense. He wrecks <laughs> he, an he offense. He wrecks Cincinnati. He practically won that game. Pretty much. For, for half the game, certainly. Yeah. Dallas, I think, only scored three points in the second half. Right. And But the Giants can run it. Uh, they can play physical, too, because they got to buy in. And I think that cannot, that neutralizes the defense that certainly wants to get after you aggressively uh, in the passing game. Uh, so if the Giants can establish a run, I, mean, I actually like I mean, low total, too. Look at that. 39 here on the board. But, uh, no, I, I like the Giants. I didn't lay it, though. Well, you know, last week on the program, we talked about it at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, call it whatever you will, the fallen hero theory. Dak right. Prescott goes down, and, and it's, I think, a natural response in any sport when the star player goes down to injury and everybody has to fill in. And, okay, guys, you know, let, let's rally the troops and what have you. And certainly Micah Parsons, Cooper Rush, everybody did that in that very next immediate game after Dak Prescott fell to mm-hmm. injury. Now this week it's back to reality. Your quarterback is Cooper Rush, and Dak Prescott's injured. Right. You know, let, let's get back to basics here. Um, and I think there is definitely a coaching mismatch, Brian Dayball versus Mike McCarthy. Now, I think another MVP, not only Micah Parsons last week, but another MVP in Dallas was Dan Quinn, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He, he worries me, too. I think he's done a heck of a job now for uh, two games and, and a full season last year. Um, so I did not bet the game either, but um, – I, I'm with you on the Giants' side. I, yeah. I, I lean that way. That's why I didn't lay it is because if the Giants cannot run the football, uh, if Quinn comes up or the Cowboys' defense comes up a, with a way to kind of slow down and, and stop the run, if you will, or to probably slow it down. You don't really ever stop anything, but uh, make it difficult. Where, where can the Giants turn to? What can they turn to? Uh, dissension a little bit uh, with Galladay, uh, you know, wide receivers. Maybe uh, they can spotlight that a little bit. He, he wants the ball. Uh, but Daniel Jones still, you know, as a quarterback, really hasn't proven himself uh, to put a team on his shoulders that way in a passing game. So that's why I didn't lay it. But, I mean, uh, the Cowboys got to stop the run again. And uh, the ability or probability of them stopping the run or slowing it down uh, kept me away from betting the Giants. Hanged up are the uh, New York Giants in the secondary. Also uh, at wide receiver, you've got Wandale Robinson is out and Kadarius Toney uh, listed as doubtful. Uh, I'm really hoping we get to see Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. He, he was limited in practice mm-hmm. most of the week and is listed as questionable. Have you heard anything uh, about maybe seeing him? We didn't expect to see him in week one. Right. We did not see him in week two. I would think by week three, he might be ready to go. Yeah, I watched that injury happen and a lot of people wanted that out the game uh and it looked like it was the whole mcl thing so i came back quicker than i should have but i had cartilage damage too so uh i don't know if they're releasing that um i I hope he doesn't have cartilage damage i hope it's just an mcl but that's just it was optimistic to think that he was going to be back that soon though yeah i I thought they weren't i mean he was even a possibility to play in week one right well uh yeah. No, I, I'm glad they're taking it slow <laughs> yeah, with him and, and being uh, cautionary. Right. But uh, we will see the Monday Nighter in New York, another NFC East battle. Two NFC East battles, the Commanders and the Eagles, and then on Monday night, the Giants and the Cowboys. That's going to do it for the Pro Football Blitz. Next up, it is the Football Contest Show, Circa Millions and Circa Survivor, coming up on VSIN. Hey, Sarah. 
I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 